Hey everyone, welcome to Muggle with a Mic. This week's episode will contain a discussion on the movie The Joker. Before we get started, I wanted to inform our listeners that some of the topics discussed in this episode address mental health and illness, and may not be suitable for all listeners due to subject matter. The topic of mental illness is a very important one that should not be ignored. For mental health information, visit mentalhealth.gov or the National Alliance for Mental Illness at nami.org. For immediate assistance or if you or someone you know is suicidal or in emotional distress, contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Trained crisis workers are available to talk 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Your confidential and toll-free call goes to the nearest crisis center in the Lifeline National Network. These centers provide crisis counseling and mental health referrals. You can contact them by calling 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. You can also live chat online at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. So, welcome to episode three of the podcast, Muggle with a Mic. My name is Phil, and along with me, uh, my co-host is... Katie! Yay! And uh, we're going to be talking about the movie Joker this week. But before we do that, uh, let's talk a little bit about entertainment news. There hasn't been a lot of new... um, movies or anything out on the market with the whole COVID pandemic, but there have been a few things. Um, Last week was May the 4th, big holiday, uh, Star Wars holiday, Mm, May the 4th be with you. And also with you. Yes. There's a few announcements that were made by Lucasfilm slash Disney on May the 4th. And one of them is we are going to have a new Star Wars movie and it is going to be co-written and directed by uh, Taika Waititi, which you might, yeah, he did Thor Ragnarok, which I really liked. I thought that was uh, a good movie. uh, That was the best Thor. Yeah, it was kind of a soft reboot. They wanted to redo the series without totally redoing it and casting it. So it was like a soft reboot. You know, Thor had a new personality. He was kind of a surfer guy, Thor. Rocker Thor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was really good. Um, I thought that was a good movie and he's, he's done a few others. He also did, uh, he did the voice of Korg. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew Mm -hmm. that or not. Um, Rock man. Yeah. The little rock guy. Yeah. 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 So he he also did the voice of Korg. Uh, but he he has been uh, tapped to direct a new Star Wars film, which is, of course, it doesn't have a title yet or a release date. But that was announced on May the 4th that he will be helming that project. I feel like that's an insanely smart move on their part. Yes, I think I think it will be a if they play their cards right, it will be a well-received movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it will be a good movie. 
other news for Star Wars is uh, they had the final episode of Clone Wars, the animated series. That was actually released, uh, that aired on May the 4th, I believe, which brought all seven seasons to a close. I don't know. Have you watched? I'm five episodes into this season, this last season. and Oh, uh, season seven? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have watched all of them but this season. I have not watched it yet, which I need to. Okay. Um, well, I, w- I will say, so, of course, you're tuning into this season because you want to see the return of Ahsoka. And then yeah. her reunite- reuniting with um, Anakin. I'm in episode four or five, and I we still have not reunited. And um, I, you didn't see Ahsoka until, like, the third episode. How many episodes are there in season seven? Twelve, I believe. Okay. But um, I keep trying to get on Disney Plus to watch it. And every time I go on, the episode just keeps loading. I've been trying to watch them all, but I have yet to. Okay. Well, there's probably a lot of traffic since there's not a lot of movies out. Mm -hmm. So the, the servers are probably bogged down a little bit. Um, What else? Uh, speaking of Disney, they are talking about reopening the parks. The parks have been closed, Disneyland, Disney World. And they did announce that Disney Springs in Florida is going to begin a phased reopening on May the 20th. Although the rest of Walt Disney World will remain closed for now. Uh, and I've heard several rumors about, you know, they... They aren't going to open it until like January 2021. Uh, I've also heard that, you know, other rumors where they're going to try to open it around September because uh, they're losing lots of money by not oh, yeah. having it open. Yeah. Um, which you think about it, that's going to be a monumental task because there are so many cast members for Disney and, you know, they got furloughed and a lot of those were college students. So they may have gone back home to live with their families. Um, think about restocking all the food in the parks. New cast members, they're going to have to get in there and train. They're going to have to rehearse shows. So even if they were to say, you can open right now. I mean, it would probably still take them at least a month or two. Um, well, to, and even though the park is not open, it still requires maintenance. I mean, what oh, are, yeah. I would, you have to check on those rides that haven't been ridden in like months. Yeah. Well, I'd say that they, they probably do have maintenance crews there because, you know, you think about that now would be actually a great time to do repainting and, and do the <laughs> little things they need to do that they usually kind of come out at night after the parks close, uh, to do because, I mean, what are you telling me? It's not magic <laughs> that cleans the park every night. <laughs> you didn't hear it from me, but um, oh. I feel like, you know, being outside, they could social distance and do some of that stuff, do some of the maintenance. Yeah, it's going to take a while for them to reopen the park. Um, let's see. A couple other things of note. I guess uh, Universal Studios, they released uh, Trolls World Tour, and they did make um, quite a bit of money on that deal. They uh, released it to streaming instead of the theaters, and that got them in a little bit of trouble. 
I know AMC was like the first theater to do it. They're boycotting Universal for bypassing the theaters. And they're they're claiming they aren't going to show any more Universal movies, which I can't really mm. see them doing that once everything's back into full swing. It was AMC. It was Regal. I think uh. Regal Cinemas and AMC are boycotting Universal. Uh, they're a little bit salty because... Universal made all this money just by directly streaming it and they didn't have to share any with the theaters and you know the theaters like are worried that they're going to continue to do that even after theaters open and they're going to make less money and it'll be hard for them to keep stay open um but I think I think that's a problem I mean it was going to happen anyway it's just this pandemic is expediting it eventually you're going to have movies that are going to get digitally released at the same time they're at the theaters. I mean, already you go to the movies and you see a movie and two months later, you can, you can stream it. Right. Um, you know, so people are just going to wait unless it's a big event movie like Avengers that you have to see, you know, with a group of people on the big screen. I think um, that's, that's a reality going forward is, is they're going to have big blockbuster movies that, are going to get released directly to home. That's going to be the new business model. And I think it costs like $20 for a two day rental. I think you have like maybe like 48 hours to watch it. Um, and it costs around $20. Now, can, can you watch it as many times as you want? Or is it just one time through? You know, I'm not sure because I have not actually rented anything. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Well, you did, you did bloodshot. And but that was to buy. That wasn't to rent. Yeah, because Bloodshot, Bloodshot actually got released, but then it went to digital very soon after it was le- released. Like I think okay. maybe like a few weeks, six weeks or something like that. Yeah. Well, I know Universal, and I cannot remember the name of the movie, but they're getting ready here in the new f- near future to release another movie straight to home digital. Uh, what do they call that premiere? They, they have a name for it. Is it like like premiere streaming mm. or digital premiere? Digital premiere, maybe something like that. So, and the last last piece of business is um, is the Last of Us Part Two uh, has a release date now. Uh, the Last of Us. I don't know if you've you're familiar with that at all. Um, I am not. It's, it's a video game from uh, Naughty Dog Studios, who also did Uncharted. And the, the first game, the first one, the first last of it was like, like very acc- acclaimed game, had a great story. And they, it's been delayed. The second one's been delayed for quite some time, but there was some leaks uh, and the plot leaked. And so they decided they're going to go ahead and release it like really quick before all the spoilers are out. Wow. Yeah. Which like I've, I've read the leaks and a lot of people are angry over the whole story and I won't get into that. That's whole different. I'm not going to spoil (laughs) anything. Uh, But I didn't like the way the game, uh, the turn it took. So it kind of made me angry a little bit too. But that is being released on uh, June the 19th, uh, next month. 
So, so you've played through it. It's not that you've you've had spoilers and you know the end. It's because you played through it and knew the end. No, I played through the first one. The second one isn't. It's it hasn't been released yet. Um, at first, they said oh, it was okay. like some uh, some of the people that worked there that uh, there was some wage disputes and they got mad and uh, released like a lot of cutscenes. And then Sony and Naughty Dog. Um, claimed that it was hackers that got in and got mm. the information out and released it. But shameful. yeah, shameful. Um, but yeah, there's just, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just that <laughs> some of the fan favorite characters, some stuff that happens. It's like, mm, let me guess. Spoiler. <laughs> Dumbledore dies in Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I I mean, it's, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> it's, but that's anyway. just, it's very rude for people to spoil things because that's the whole po- part of why people love these things is because you get to live through the experience, whether it's a movie or a book yeah. or a game. And when someone spoils it, it's like they're taking something away from you and it's just not nice. However, I chose to be spoiled on it, and I, I mean, I think if I would have played through and um, I would have been mad and upset that I spent the $60 for the game, I, I would have got mad playing the game. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you can cut this out. This is a spoiler. <laughs> I'm cutting it out. You cut this out. Don't don't put this out on the podcast. Everyone, we're about to go to silence for the next. Yeah, this, few this minutes is or, or covert operations. So the main there's two main characters. Like uh, Joel is is the main uh, protagonist of the first game. Well, here's here will be the section where we come back, and my okay. uh, my synopsis on what Phil just told me is I completely agree with him, yeah. and that uh, the ending wasn't was a poo poo. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't didn't care for it. I just I don't think they did the, uh, justice to the characters that we love. So that's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, I just mm, nope. <laughs> but we'll say, I mean, he's I'm so probably, angry he's speechless <laughs> yeah I mean I eventually I'll probably play through it but you know I'm I don't know I'm I'm yeah I don't know <laughs> well and I'm realizing I'm realizing I said that whole thing about people who do spoilers are horrible people and then I shouted out the Dumbledore thing but at the same yeah. time that that book was released what 10 years ago oh yeah they should have read it. Everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody. And that's like saying, like, oh, Darth Vader's Luke's dad. If you don't know by now, what? Yeah, what? Bill, uh, how dare you tell I me? No, <laughs> no, but you know the uh, statute of limitation. Uh, Next, you're going to tell me that Leia's his sister or something. I, right? Don't be, don't be absurd. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I mean, that's... If you don't know those things by now, then, you know, that's uh, like embedded in pop culture. Everybody knows that. Even if you've not seen the movies, you know it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't get mad about that. But. Okie dokie. Well, thank you for the for all that news. Well, like I said, it's it's kind of slim pickings. <laughs> slim just, there's pickings. Not much there. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's not much going on right now in the world other than... Social distancing. There really isn't. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to miss. Uh, you know, that's I always look forward to May and in the beginning of the summer movie um, uh, season, and uh, that will be. I find that kind of sad, not being able to, you know, go to go to a see a big blockbuster movie. We would have mm-hmm. been sitting in the theater already by now, um, watching something. So I do kind of miss that. Well, and it is the simple act of getting ready to go out to see a movie with friends and eat popcorn mm-hmm. and sit with surround sound and a big screen. It's just, you. it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't compare to just sitting in your living room. Yes, you can see it better, but it's a different it's, it's a different atmosphere. It is. And uh, going forward, I think that's going to be more of a special occasion type thing, uh, mm-hmm. even more so than it is now. I mean, you're going to have to, people are going to be way more selective on what movies they go to see at the theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Speaking of what movies to go see, what did yes. you think of Joker, sir? Oh, Joker. Well, you know, originally when they released it and they were showing the trailers and the footage that they were, they were kind of filming it, I did not think that I would like it. I did not like the look of it. I didn't like the art style or the colors, um, you know, kind of very muted colors. And I just didn't like the looks of it. Um, but... I watched it for the story and I actually, I liked it a lot. I thought it was a, it was a good movie. I thought it was a good standalone movie. You could have taken um, the title Joe. It could have been totally not related to a comic book. You could have been a standalone movie where you just had this story about this person. It didn't necessarily have to be in a comic book universe. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it had it no, totally had a does. very yeah. Um, so I mean, you don't have to be into reading like comic books or anything like that. Uh, and actually, when they sat down to write it, they it, they said, "Hey, let's kind of do this alternate universe story that you know with the origins of the Joker." So it's actually not really kind of associated with uh, the whole. Uh, Warner Brother, kind of like Slightly. Justice League comic cinema, cinematic uh, universe. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like over here by itself, <laughs> alternate universe Looking. type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you could have taken all the uh, fantastical elements out of it and still had a good uh, psychological movie, thriller, mm-hmm. drama, mm-hmm. I felt. Oh, yeah. So... I was the opposite of you. I loved 
the I think I believe we'll call it the cinematography of it. I yes. I liked the colors. I liked um the atmosphere they were trying to give off and which I think we now know reflects the inner workings of Arthur. Yes. The Joker. And I I was excited to watch it cuz I'd heard so much stuff about it, but then of course you hear the controversy of it with all the um mental health um issues yeah. that arise in it so cinematography wise i was a fan it, it, it um, grew on me it it, yeah. it actually kind of grew on me oh yeah i i loved all the music in it all the frank sinatra and you know smile. Do, do you know what uh do you know what year that was supposedly set in the movie yeah if you had to guess like what year i'd um, have to say like late 70s or the 80s it was early 80s. Like, I think actually they said it was 1980, but it was like early, early 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because yeah. um, with Robert De Niro's suit and then his red suit at the end yeah. with the pointed lapels and everything that looked yeah. 70, 80s. Yeah. It had the very, like, kind of like 70s, like, kind of like brown uh, color mm-hmm. scheme where you had to, like, mm-hmm. the, just the, it reminded me, like, like the, those corduroy brands <laughs> back in the seventies, but yeah. Yeah. I will say I was very, um, it, the movie made me very sad, made me very sad for Arthur. And cause the movie starts out, um, with this guy who's trying to just be the best person he can be, even though mm-hmm. sometimes it just, it life kicks him. And for instance, uh. the, the scene on the bus with the mom and the kid, he's trying to be nice to that little kid, trying to make him smile. And then the mother like gets really snappy yeah. at him. Yeah. And it was that the kid uh, facilitated it. It wasn't even right. him. He was kind of minding his own business and the kid. Yeah. So you, you did feel sorry for him. Oh yeah. And then he gives that card and it says, I have this laughing problem. Um, Tourette's. I, yeah. Yeah. He basically and- had Tourette's syndrome. Absolutely. I laugh at the wrong, wrong time. Um, But I just, I felt horrible for him and the fact that he wasn't getting any of the mental health help he needed and it just spiraled out of control. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen the film Falling Down? It reminded me a lot of that movie. Michael Douglas was in it and uh, he just had a bad day and snapped (laughs) and like, uh, I mean, it, it really... Uh, I had a lot of, I, I feel, common threads. Mm-hmm. But well, and this movie just had scene after scene of just iconic scenes that you'll remember. For instance, the late show scene. Oh yeah, tonight. Yeah, that. And I, I felt it had a lot of kind of twists you didn't really see coming, and it's at the end, it's like, oh man, it's like one of those you have to kind of go back and watch, kind of like um, uh, Sixth Sense. It's like after you find out, like, oh, okay, and then you have to go back from the beginning and kind of watch it to to like see. Spoiler, Phil, you are not hosting this podcast with a person. I'm I'm a ghost. Uh, oh snap! <laughs> well, there, like, you, I mean, are we going to spoil? Seriously, there, we're going to have spoilers in this. Are we going to talk about stuff? I mean, it's been out a while. So absolutely, from the get go, I say spoilers. I okay. say that when we start okay. talking about a movie. 
that's Spoilerville. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, what did, did did that take you by surprise when his next door neighbor, oh, you know, that he kind of fell in love with and is his girlfriend. And then at the end, it's like, that was all in his head. And she was just like, <laughs> what are you doing in my apartment? It was genius because we're watching it thinking we're in the mind of Arthur. We're, we yeah. think that that's his girlfriend and that he's friends with her little girl. And then he's sitting in there. You think everything's hunky-dory. And then she comes in and what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that kind of freaked me out. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I had to go back and watch it because I had to just, you know, even though they, at the end they show scenes like when he's like watching like the TVs at the department store, you know, watching the news. And then like she comes up to him and like shows him watching it alone. And uh and when he was at the hospital and uh, yeah it just kind of threw me threw me a little bit i didn't see that coming mm. again another sad thing poor arthur oh and then and then they lead you down a path and it's kind of like a double whammy with you know you find out that mr wayne is supposedly his <laughs> his father and then you you feel bad about that and it turns out that was just that was a falsehood the whole time. Now, do we know that though? Yeah, because he went and got the records and he was adopted. He was adopted, but it didn't say who the father was, did it? No, but he was like, like four, four or five when he was like adopted. So, but I think that's kind of like the game of Thrones thing where if you don't see a dead body, it doesn't mean they're dead. If I don't see that his father written that his father's not, Thomas Wayne, then I can't prove that he's not. Uh, I took it. I I took it as he wasn't just because she was like crazy. And, you know, she lived, she was delusional too. And she was having the delusions that they were a couple. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I never really thought about him really being his father. I mean, he's a powerful man. He could cover that up. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, so I guess that's open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. It could be either or. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was quite a ride. That movie. It was. Uh, it, <laughs> it was like when he was in there doing. Uh, the show for the kids and then that gun fell out. I was just like, oh <laughs> I was like, this is the worst clown That's, visit to a hospital I, ever. I know. It was like bad. It was just you felt so bad for him. And then his friend, you know, his supposed friend that gave him the gun to protect himself, like ratted him out or well, you know got him fired, kind right? Of, Turned him over. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think the whole thing was a ploy just to get him fired. He gave him that, uh, like pistol and then got him fired. And then, and then he got his in the end. Yeah. I'd say, uh, he got the short end of the stick there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) that scene. And then he lets the, what's the little guy. And that, that like really wasn't what you were expecting either. I mean, you thought he he was going to, kill him as well oh yeah but he lets Gary just like lets him go yeah yeah because he had the door locked and he couldn't open he's like oh you can go (laughs) Go he couldn't reach it he couldn't reach reach it it. (laughs) 
And he's, yeah, so you thought that was just him, like, playing with him before well, he killed yeah, him. Yeah, no, you're thinking the same as Gary. You have the anxiety that Gary's having of, this guy could smash my head into the wall at any moment. Yeah. Mm. But but Gary was really the only person that was kind to him in the whole movie, right? Yeah, that's true. So I'm glad he lived. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but... I know I we'd kind of discussed it before. I feel like that this was kind of like the precursor to the Joker. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't like the r- real Joker. It's like, I mean, I guess he was the original, but the Joker that we kind of know that is the nemesis to Batman kind of modeled, modeled himself after this Joker. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you see little Bruce Wayne, he would, you know, this Joker would be like 60 by the time Batman came around. Right. So you kind of he was he was starting this big uh, revolution. He inspired. You had all the the like Joker Joker wannabes at the end. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And again, I think that's kind of open for interpretation. But that's the way I looked at it. Is like he kind of um, inspired other people, and I feel like that maybe like down the road he kind of inspired the the Joker that we right that we all know. But I did think it was interesting how they explained like the laughing and, and like the different aspects of the Joker. Yeah. Well, and, and they, um, so at the end he's in the psych ward or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so mm-hmm. more than likely he's going to be in there for the rest of his life. So that supports the idea that he's not the actual Joker. Yeah. But I heard they are looking into making a sequel. That was going to be like kind of a one-off movie. But it was so well received that they're actually uh, talk and, and and talks about doing a sequel. Hmm. What and a sequel meaning who who's going to be in it? Like, is Joaquin going to be in it? I would assume. Um, I've heard very little, other than there was interest in doing a, a sequel. So who knows? Maybe it will be. Maybe they will kind of make him the like Joker Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, who do you, I mean, did you, when you first heard about them uh, doing this Joker movie, uh, I mean, what was your feelings on it as far as like, I mean, everybody has a favorite Joker and I think um, my two favorites are Heath Ledger. I think, you know, mm-hmm, he did mm-hmm. a superb job. And of course, Jack Nicholson back mm-hmm. in, Those in would the be 89 Batman. Yeah. So that's kind of hard to hold a candle to those, but uh, Heath Ledger or not Heath Ledger, um, Joaquin Phoenix. I think he did a good job. I think they're all they're all different. They all do such an amazing yeah. job that you. I don't think you can compare them because they're each so individual. Jax is more uh, comical, like the comics. Yeah. Um, Heath's is more uh, sick. And Joaquin's is more, uh, I hate to say it, but realistic in the fact that with the mental illness tie-in. Yeah. And I think, see, I think it would be hard to do a sequel because if you're actually going, if it, if you actually have like Batman in the sequel, because I can't really see Joaquin's Joker being a criminal mastermind. No, no. You know, kind of like... I mean, he's Heath's, yeah. Heats is intelligent. Yeah, he is a strategist. Uh, mm-hmm. Joaquin was just 
broken and he was things just kind of like fell into place. It wasn't like he was the mastermind behind all of this. I mean, he, he wasn't mm-hmm. out to really, he'd just been a, abused all his life and he was out to kind of get revenge mm-hmm. for that. Whereas like Heath Ledger or Jack Nicholson's Joker, they had an agenda. They were evil. Yeah. And then they wanted to, you know, just like Heath Ledger, he, he robbed all the crime lords and just burn up all the money. Cause he didn't, he didn't really give a crap. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean it's it's different like on a different level. It's a different scale. So I think it would be harder like I said to do a sequel cuz I just don't see him being the criminal mastermind that the other jokers were. Mhm. Uh, unless they're they're it's it is another joker and there's somebody else a copycat somewhere in the yeah. same in the same time frame. Yeah. But, I mean, they could. I mean, they can They can go any kind of route they want. It would be interesting to see what they do. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was. I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, what, one more scene is when, um, well, that one's sad, but it's when he's, he kills his mom. And then he goes right afterwards, sits on her couch, watch, and then basically acts like he's on that Tonight Show thing. Mm-hmm. That's like right after he's killed her. Mm-hmm. I was just and that scene where he just he went in, he cleaned everything out of the refrigerator and just like sat in the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. What was with that? What was with that? <laughs> was like, I, I guess he just wanted to be alone. But I mean, that was like, <laughs> I just, I mean, that was like, I it was it was bizarre. I mean, <laughs> the best I could think is he he did he was tired of himself and he didn't want to feel anything and so he thought if i'm in this yeah. cold fridge i won't feel anything yeah i'm just alone no in this like dark dark cramped space yeah yeah hmm. you definitely felt sorry for him um, oh yeah i mean he's just people were cruel to him and uh even from the the beginning with the kids like where he was out with a sign and they stole it and then just beat the living crap Oops. out of him yeah. One of the quotes I really liked from it was people expect you to behave as if you don't. Which is exactly what mm-hmm. happened on the bus was he was he was wasn't doing anything. And then they think that yeah. he needs to be different. That was like uh always like I thought that scene when he was in the comedy club was difficult to watch too. Just because mm. it's like you felt embarrassed for him because he was like bombing. He was just <laughs> You know, he had his old uh, notebook full of jokes and it was just, oh my gosh, it's just like, it was very cringeworthy. I mean, it was like hard to watch yeah. just because you, you could picture yourself in that position in front of a crowd and just totally bombing. Yeah, well, and he was he was not good. <laughs> he wasn't good. But no. what people could, people, it's kind of like you just want one person in that bar to just go, woo, good job. Okay, get off the stage. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, his, uh, you know, girlfriend was there. Suppo- I mean. Wasn't And there. you thought, okay, well, she's kind of laughing. But, it, it, yeah, she, it was a ma- his imaginary girlfriend. Hmm. I know I've seen the girlfriend in something before what she was on. I remember, uh, yeah, the girlfriend Zazie beats played, um, 
his girlfriend, Sophie. She was, uh, she actually played Domino in Deadpool 2. Did you see Deadpool 2? Oh, okay. 2? I did see it. I'm trying to picture her. She had, she kind of had a big afro in it and, um, she had a black and white outfit. Yes, I remember her now. Yeah. With, the, with that little, okay. like, uh, trio or four groups of people they come in and interview for him. Yeah. 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 She, uh, her powers, she always, like, everything lines up. It's, like, kind of like good luck. Everything works out for her. Um, I need that. But yeah, when I was watching it the whole time, I was like, I know who that is, but I can't, I can't. And I had to look it up afterwards. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Zazzy Beats. And go. also, uh, Frances Conroy was in it, but she's been on a lot of stuff. She played the Joker's mother. Oh, okay. Okay. She looked vaguely familiar to me. Let's see. She's been in Castle Rock, American Horror Story, uh, Young Sheldon, The Mist. Okay, okay. Well, you want some quiz questions, Phil? What was it? You're breaking up. Would you like some quiz questions? Oh, quiz questions. Of course. <laughs> okay, all I, of these quiz... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I promise not to Google. This is going to be straight off my, my brain. Okay. Hey, and if you get any of these, I'll be very impressed. Okay. Because I didn't know any of them. Some, Well, some of them I knew. Um, okay, so all of these questions are regarding the Joker character. And that can be not just not just with this movie, but the Joker, the history of the Joker. Okay. I'm ready. Question number one. Who has never played the character of the Joker? A. Mark Hamill. B. Jack Nicholson. C. Tim Curry. Or D, Jared Leto? Tim Curry. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I don't like Mark Hamill is like one of the, the main jokers. I mean, he does the animated series and he does uh, the, the video games. Uh, he's he's very well known as the Joker, at least the voice voice acting Joker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So not only is so are we saying that the Joker is actually a son of Vader as well? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. That's the thing. You know, a lot of people think you know Mark Hamill kind of dropped off the scene after uh, Star Wars, but man, he does so many different animated characters. He he does voices. Uh, he was even on Avatar: The Last Airbender. He he did. Uh, characters on that i mean he's he's done everything he's a phenomenal um voice actor oh yeah he even played a uh, a villain on trying to remember if it was the flash mm -hmm. or supergirl but one of the cw superhero shows he played he played a villain on there and it was similar to the joker he did in 19 was it 90 i think 1990 there was a flash series that lasted like a season and he was on that um, uh -huh. as a villain and then he kind of came back for the new flash for the cw mm -hmm. um and so did the flash's father was the flash mm -hmm. in the 90s 90s series what, uh, what was his name uh john wesley ship 
his assistant, uh, who was played by Amanda Pays, was also she's an English actress and she was on. Uh, I don't know if she was on The Flash, but she was on like The Arrow or something. Is is like all those shows have kind of crossed over, but she was they used her as uh, like a scientist on like the newer series. So it's kind of nice yeah. how they took all those characters from the nineties and brought them, brought them forward to the, to the new game cameos. Yeah. It's always good when they're sentimental yeah. and remember so, things like that. Yeah. But yes, yeah, she was um, the trickster, not the, the toy maker. He was Mark Hamill was the trickster. There you go. Cause I knew it was like the Joker trickster. Yeah. It was close. Yeah. All right. Ready for question number two. Yep. Sure am. Okay. Number two. What year was the Joker's first appearance in the DC comic book series? Oh, man. Okay. A, 1940. B, 1955. C, 1964. Or D, 1982. Oh, goodness. I know it's not 1982. Um... I am going to say 1940. And I know it's probably 60, but I'm saying 40. I know I'm going to get it wrong. The first appearance was in Batman number one, published on April 25th, 1940. Yeah. Okay. Two two for two. Yes. (laughs) You're batting a thousand so far. I am. I'm doing good this time. I'm making up for last time. <laughs> you didn't do that bad the first time, and they were a smorgasbord of different topics. Oh, that's, that's true. Okay, question number three. What does DC stand for? A, Danger Commence. B, Defiant Comics. C, Diamond Character. Or D, Detective Comics. Detective Comics. Yay! <laughs> I had to come up some with some really weird sounding names. <laughs> well, I, I almost like Diamond Distributor uh, distribute, distributes comic books. So I was like, it, I had to pause for a minute. I'm just like, uh, I'm like, no, it's it's Detective. I knew that. <laughs> But that, that was a little bit tricky because there is a, a diamond distributor that, that distributes most of the comic books. Well, Detective Phil solved that case of that's, what that's the right. answer was. <laughs> okay. uh, getting harder. Okay. Number four. When preparing for the role, Phoenix, that is Joaquin Phoenix, studied the movements of what iconic silent film star? A. Buster Keaton. B. John Gilbert. C. Charlie Chaplin. Or D. Harold Lloyd. Uh, now that is a tough one. I'm going to go with um, Charlie Chaplin. Um, final answer. No. Uh <laughs> Now, here's the weird thing. So I did this research. I'm just not realizing this as I'm reading the question. I did this and research, and I and I and and the answer is Buster Keaton. Okay. But they do use a clip 
of Charlie Chaplin in the movie. That's why I uh, I picked it because I figured that was a little homage. Yeah, because uh, they showed him like roller skating. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Here's an interesting fact, though. Like Charlie Chaplin once lost a Charlie Chaplin lookalike contest. He he uh, <laughs> he showed up. They were having one, and he lost <laughs> someone else. Uh, they had the actual Charlie Chaplin there, and they didn't know it, and he lost. So, well, guess who really lost? Were the people running that competition? <laughs> yeah. Because I miss I missed one. I uh, like I said, but that that is the reason I went with that answer because that little clip in the movie. That's okay. Hey, and I um I love Buster Keaton. When I started doing my little movie theater here, um, mom got me a framed picture of Buster Keaton, and so nice. if. He's got some good movies. If anyone wants to look them up on YouTube, he's got um, uh, the cameraman. That's my favorite one that he does. So if anyone wants to go on there and watch that, that's a that's a good silent film. People need to watch more silent films. Are good. Didn't um, Robert Downey Jr. play Charlie Chaplin in the movie Chaplin? Wasn't that? Yes, he did. Didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that was before he kind of got boosted back to limelight from Iron Man. But I think, did he get like a Oscar nod for that or just nominated? That was 1992. He was a nominee for Best Actor in a Leading Role. They got three Academy Award nominees for Best Actor, okay. Best Art Direction, Set Decoration, and Best Music. He did win the BAFTA. Okay. I need to go back and watch that. All right. So next question. Okay. Number five. Show me you're alive. Who is the Joker's original sidekick? Is it A, Robin? B, the Penguin? C, Harley Quinn? Or D, Gaggy? What was D? Gaggy. Gaggy. <laughs> well, I know it's not Harley Quinn because she didn't come around until like the animated like series. Uh, so she's pretty new to the scene. And I don't think it was Robin. And the Penguin ha- or Harley Quinn? It's not the Harley Quinn. Or Gaggy? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it's it's that. I'm not I don't even know what a gaggy is, but I I just I don't know. I don't think it was the penguin. You got it right. <laughs> All right. What what have you got a picture of, of Gaggy? I don't know who Gaggy is. <laughs> well, here's a little little info. While most of us might be more familiar with Dr. Harleen Quinzel as the Joker's main sidekick. The position was originally filmed by a little clown named Gagsworth A. Gagsworthy, a.k.a. Gaggy, in Batman number 186. Mm. I'm going to I'm have to Google this and see what he looks like. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. He looks kind of like a frumpy little guy, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like he looks like a jester. He kind of does have like a Harley Quinn suit on in it, though. Mm-hmm. He's got like the diamond checkered. He's got like a bowl cut too. Yeah, that's that's weird. I learned something new today. It's always a good day when you learn something new. 
All right. Question number six. All right. Who was the first choice to play the Joker in Suicide Squad? A, Ryan Gosling. B, Ryan Reynolds. C, Chris Evans. Or D, Chris Pine. I'm going to say Ryan Gosling. Yeah! <laughs> I couldn't see him as the Joker. Uh, you know, I'm, everybody has their own favorites, and I just I did not care for... Um, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yes, I did not care for Jared Leto at all. What would be one adjective that you would use to describe him? Ugh. <laughs> That's the adjective. Is <laughs> it's almost like he's the punk rock Joker. Yeah, or the modern modern kind of Joker. But it's like, like it's it's almost like he's trying to convince you that he's insane. And like, I don't know. I just I didn't care for that turn as the Joker. I don't know. Do you have a, f a least favorite Joker out of all? A of them? least favorite? Yeah. To tell you the truth, I mean, the Joker character itself is my least favorite character in the mm. DC. Just okay. because um, I don't like... Uh, he's interesting. I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy watching that character. I just... I don't like the idea of uh, take humor and cause pain with that. Yeah. But but I, it's an interesting... It keeps me watching. But I mm -hmm. always... I don't think I have a least favorite. I haven't seen Suicide Squad, so I can't say Jared Leto. But based on your information, I'm going to say Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, he, everybody has their favorites and their least favorites, and he, he was my least favorite. Who would be another one other than that? Was it Sid Caesar was a Joker, wasn't he, in the original Batman? Was it Sid Caesar? Um, oh, you're talking way back TV time. I mean, but there's been several. Um, Zach Galifianakis. What? When? <laughs> he was a Lego Batman. Joker. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jared Leto. Just, okay, he's my least favorite. Zach Galifianakis. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, um, let's okay. move on. Qu yes. Question number seven. Uh, according to... Joaquin Phoenix, mm -hmm. what was the hardest part of playing the Joker? A, putting on the makeup. B, losing 52 pounds. C, perfecting the laugh. Or D, mm -hmm. the bathroom dance. Oh, I'm going to say losing the 52 pounds. Because, man, he got skinny, 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 skinny. Yeah, I mean, like, you could see every bone. Yeah. Oh. But that's the wrong answer. <laughs> uh, was it the laugh? It was the laugh, yeah. Because yeah. he said there were, like, three distinct different laughs he worked on. One was actual laughter. Another two was painful laughter. And the third one um, was, like, uncontrolled laughter, I think. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I would have thought it had been the weight loss, but. Number eight. Which of the following were not films that influenced the filmmakers of Joker? Uh. Which one of these were not, did not influence? Okay. 
A, Raging Bull. B, Taxi Driver. C, The King of Comedy. Or D, The Godfather. Well, I know Raging Bull and Taxi pretty much did. Um... I'm going to go with um, The Godfather. You chose the right answer, Phil. (laughs) I'm going to make you an offer. You can't refuse. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, That's good, because if you didn't answer that right, there was going to be a horse's head in your bed tomorrow. Oh, we don't want that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so you missed two. Number nine. How long was the standing ovation for this film at the Venice Film Festival? A, two minutes. B, eight minutes. C, 15 minutes. Or D, one hour. Oh, crap. I'm going to say eight minutes. Is that your final answer? Okay. Yes, it's final answer. Twas eight minutes. Yay. I was going to say an hour is excessive. My hands would fall <laughs> off if I clapped that long. That was a gimme. And then I was like, does he think it went 15 minutes? I don't know. People wouldn't stand there for 15 minutes. Okay. Final question. Okay. Final question. Dum, dum, dum. What form of media helped Jack Nicholson get the role of the Joker? Was it A, the newspaper, B, television, C, a movie, or D, a commercial? Hmm. What helped him get the role of the Joker in the movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say a commercial. No. Uh. It was... A newspaper. Yeah, tell, tell me the story. T- tell me the backstory on that. Okay, the story goes that Tim Burton first got inspired to cast Jack Nicholson as the Joker when one of his producers drew the villain's signature smile over the face of a photo of Jack in a newspaper. This funny story is rather iconic as Jack in The Shining also went crazy and became well known for sporting a rather sinister grin. Uh, there you go. Do you know, um, Prince did the soundtrack to that movie. And the reason he did that is because Jack Nicholson is a big Prince fan. To to the shining. Huh? Or to the, to the, (laughs) to the Batman, the movie Batman. Okay. Okay. Uh, Prince, Prince did. Well, Prince did. I think Jerry Goldsmith did the orchestral part, but Prince did several songs for that movie. And, uh, it was because Jack Nichol- Jack Nicholson was a fan and petitioned to have him. Yeah, because there's that one scene when he's having dinner with the girl and he's yeah. painting everything. Mickey yeah. And they came in with the jam box and I had Prince. Uh, I think he did. I think he did. I know he did uh, like Bat Dance, which was a song. I think he might have done a couple, but I can't remember. <laughs> Bat Dance. Bat Dance. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Phil is now currently showing me his Prince decal that he made with his cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, well, that, that sums it up for our Joker segment. And yes. why don't we save, you want to save uh, Metro for another day? Yeah, you haven't finished playing it yet, so we can definitely uh, save that for another day. And uh, what do we want to talk about next week? Do you want to do um, Princess Bride since you just watched it for the first time? Yes, we can do that. Can do that. I I bought the DVD, old school DVD, not Blu-ray. Sweet. If you wanted to go really old school, it could have been VHS. I don't have a VHS player. Actually, I do have a VHS player, I think. Yeah, really? Yeah. Nice. Okie dokie. So, um, yeah, next week we'll discuss Princess Bride, definitely. I'll rewatch it again. And then we'll figure out what we do from there. It'll be a, it'll be a surprise what's on the next episode other than Princess Bride. How about that? As you wish. <laughs> nice! <laughs> that was perfect! <laughs> and, and I knew the reference! <laughs> there you go. You finally, you finally got it. You haven't seen that movie before. I can't believe it. That's like in my top Top 10 movies of all time. Inconceivable. It's inconceivable. We need to make a top 10 movie list uh, for each of us and, and uh, compare them one episode. Only 10? Uh, I know, it's hard. We'll take like series like Harry Potter. If you do Harry Potter, that's considered one movie. I mean... Oh, okay. Good. Or if you, you know, say the Star Wars original, we'll consider that as like one... Uh, oh, so we're separating the trilogies of Star Wars. They're not. Together. I think. I think. I think you need to do that on on these because <laughs> you have the originals, the prequels, and the the Disney ones. So, but then, like, you can count all Harry Potter as as like one movie mm -hmm. if you want, or like. But then, uh, Fantastic Beasts are separate, I guess. Yes. So yes. that's like the prequels. A different, yeah. different, different animal. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to work on that, and I could probably name all ten of mine right now. I know what number one is. What's number one? <gasps> I'm not going to tell you. Suspenseful. I know. Woo. Well, that means you have to tune in. Yep. So we'll do that uh, sometime in the near future. It'll be kind of, yeah. do you remember, I don't know. I know a lot of people probably don't because they don't remember uh, video stores. <laughs> a lot of the younger, <laughs> younger people, but like blockbusters and then you go in what and they'd those? have like employees They yeah, whoo, they'd have uh, <laughs> employees. They'd have a shelf and it's like employees, favorite movies mm -hmm. and they'd have them. My brother-in-law worked at a blockbuster and I think, oh, really? I think he did that and he put, he got to put some of his picks up on there. So yeah. Yeah. That, that'd be fun. I mean, I like finding out what other people's favorite movies are because I like discovering oh, yeah. new, uh, new movies. So definitely, that'll be fun. We'll do that uh, next episode or the episode after that. Okay. If Sounds that like is agreeable to you. It is agreeable, awesome. sir. <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, so we'll just see you guys next week. Yep, see ya. Bye. Bye.